Hello, my anointed God-fearing podcast listeners. David here at Insightful Devotion. It's truly a blessing having you tune in today for another encouraging and uplifting word the Lord has given me to share with you all. Psalms chapter 17, verses 6 through 9 says, I call on you, my God, for you will answer me. Turn your ear to me and hear my prayer. Show me the wonders of your great love, you who save by your right hand, those who take refuge in you from their foes. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings from the wicked who are out to destroy me, from my mortal enemies who surround me. Well, before we get any further in today's episode, let us go before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you on today for all that you've done and that you're going to do. You are our God and King, and may the word you have given me speak to your children, giving them the hope that is found in you, the everlasting love they can only receive from you. It's my prayer that we would draw closer to you, remaining obedient and doing what you've called us to do. It's in Jesus' name I pray and say thank you. Amen. John chapter 11 verses 1 through 45 says, Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. I like the way in which the sisters had established their relationship with the Lord, knowing that he cared for them by reminding him, saying, Lord. The one you love is sick. The scripture goes on to say, when he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. So let me pause and say that Jesus acknowledges his love for Martha and Mary so much that in the midst of their uncertainty regarding their brother Lazarus, Jesus has declared that it is for God's glory that God's son may be glorified, which is why Jesus boldly stated that this sickness will not end in death, which is why in order for this to come to pass, Jesus stayed where he was for two more days. Why, you ask? John chapter 6 verse 38 tells us, For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And Philippians chapter 2 verses 6 through 11 tells us more about this glory that Jesus was speaking of, which is the will of his father who sent him. It says, Who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now picking back up at John chapter 11 we continue reading by resuming that verse 8 and it says but rabbi they said a short while ago the Jews there tried to stone you and yet you are going back? Jesus answered are there not 12 hours of daylight? 
Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. Let me stop right here and say that we know the promises of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ are concrete and that they will come to pass, which is why in our times of uncertainty, we must be reminded of what Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11 speaks of saying, so my word that comes from my mouth will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I please and will prosper in what I send it to do. Meaning when Jesus heard what had happened to Lazarus, he spoke the words and in John chapter 11 verse 4 when he heard this Jesus said this sickness will not end in death no it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it and Jesus continues to speak the word throughout the entire text and saying in John chapter 11 verse 11 after he had said this he went on to tell them our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep but I am going there to wake him up his disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Now, before we continue on, how is it that Jesus had mentioned earlier saying this sickness will not end in death? And as we just heard Jesus say plainly to his disciples that Lazarus is dead. Well, towards the end of Hebrews chapter six, it continues to tell us the certainty of God's promises in the middle of the verse in Hebrews chapter six, verses 18. It says it is impossible for God to lie. So with this in mind, we have seen another miracle quite similar to what was about to occur to Lazarus as it had occurred to Jairus, the synagogue leader who had a daughter that was 12 and dying. Mark chapter 5 verses 38 through 43 says, when they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him after he put them all out. He took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. So when Jesus says something, no matter what or how the situation may appear, Jesus has the final say so and whatever he declares will come to pass. Now, as Jesus is heading to comfort the sisters of Lazarus on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them and the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. 
But Mary stayed at home. Lord Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. See, Jesus continues to confirm that Lazarus will rise again despite the uncertainty that is occurring all around inside of this text. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the son of God, who is to come into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house, comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord. They replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? It is important to point out how when Martha met with Jesus, she received revelation in verse 25, which declares, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. And Mary received action because verse 34, Jesus says, where have you laid him? He asked, come and see, Lord, they replied. We have just heard the compassion and love that Jesus has displayed to Martha and Mary and how he responded to them and assured them that there is still hope for those that believe in him. And on that day, they would see a miracle because the words Jesus had spoken and continually spoke was a guarantee of what was going to come to pass. The scripture goes on to say in verse 38, Jesus once more deeply moved, came to the tomb it was a cave with the stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. This miracle that took place was something that would open the eyes for those to believe and would leave others in disgust wanting to plot and kill Jesus for doing something he had promised would come to pass. John chapter 11 verses 45 through 46 tells us in stating, therefore many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did believed in him. 
but some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. Now, another passage of scripture I want to bring to your attention that encourages us in times of uncertainty comes from 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 8 through 24, telling us about Elijah and the widow at Zarephath. It says, Then the word of the Lord came to him, Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called, And bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar, and a little olive oil in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Let me pause and say that this truly is a time of uncertainty. So far, we are able to comprehend that this widow appears to have run out of options and has decided with what she has left to make a final meal for her and her son. However, this widow's obedience and care for others is amazing because she didn't allow her circumstances to hinder others from receiving a blessing from her. When in fact, if I'm being honest, had that been some of us, we may have told Elijah, I wish I could help, but I'm not able to get you any water at the moment. I'm too busy gathering sticks so I can make a meal for my son and myself. So once we are finished eating it, we can die. Well, we find out because of the widow's obedience and her doing what is mentioned in Philippians chapter two, verse three, which says, don't act out of selfish ambition or be conceited. Instead, humbly think of others as being better than yourselves. The text in first Kings chapter 17 lets us know that Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry. In keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. Now we are able to understand that because the widow was obedient to the words of the Lord spoken through the prophet Elijah, the widow who was a blessing to Elijah in return was blessed and was given a promise from the Lord, the God of Israel, which said the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. The remaining verses within the text goes on to say sometime later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. He grew worse and worse and finally stopped breathing. She said to Elijah, what do you have against me, man of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? Give me your son, Elijah replied. He took him from her arms, carried him to the upper room where he was staying and laid him on his bed. Then he cried out to the Lord, Lord, my God, have you brought tragedy even on this widow I am staying with by causing her son to die? Then he stretched himself out on the boy three times and cried out to the Lord, Lord, my God, let this boy's life return to him. The Lord heard Elijah's cry and the boy's life returned to him and he lived. Elijah picked up the child and carried him down from the room into the house. He gave him to his mother and said, look, 
your son is alive. Then the woman said to Elijah, now I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord from your mouth is the truth. The amazing part of this last verse within 1 Kings chapter 17 verses 24 reflects back to the promise spoken to the widow in 1 Kings chapter 17 verses 14 through 16 which says, For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, The jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. So within the promise to the widow, it said that the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land and that there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family, which included her son, who got sick and passed. You see, the land was in a great drought. First Kings chapter 17 verse 1 says, Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe and Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. So the word spoken from the prophet for the drought to end occurs within first Kings chapter 18, verse 44 through 45, saying the seventh time the servant reported a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose, a heavy rain started falling and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. Which lets us know that God cannot lie and his promises still stand, which is why the widow brought her son to Elijah because she was obedient to the words the prophet had spoken and was blessed with the promise that Elijah, the woman and her family had food every day and would not be used up until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. And because there had not been any rain at that time, she received the promise. But we read that it occurs in first Kings chapter 18. The promise she was told still stands, which is why in first Kings chapter 17, verse 22 through 24, the Lord heard Elijah's cry. The widow's son comes back to life and the widow was concrete and able to see that the words from Elijah's mouth came from the Lord and were true. First Kings chapter 17, verse 22 through 24 in its entirety says this. The Lord heard Elijah's cry and the boy's life returned to him and he lived. Elijah picked up the child and carried him down from the room into the house. He gave him to his mother and said, look. Look, your son is alive. Then the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord from your mouth is the truth. So if you've ever lost a loved one, if you've ever felt like giving up or maybe you have, if you've ever been lied on, if you've ever lost your job, even though you did everything right in the eyesight of God, if you have more month than money, if you can't seem to get free from past addictions and your past habits and condemning thoughts attack your mind daily, if you are hanging on by a thread with what life has thrown your way even this year or whatever you may be dealing with right now or may face in your future, let me encourage you by telling you this the lord almighty whom we serve is still in control seated in heaven on his throne and romans chapter 8 verse 24 through 28 says 
Now, in this hope, we were saved, but hope that is seen is not hope because who hopes for what he sees? Now, if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with patience. In the same way, the spirit also helps us in our weaknesses because we do not know what to pray for as we should. But the spirit himself intercedes for us with inexpressible groanings. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. That includes the situation that you're going through right now. Remember, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. So today and every day, cast your burdens on the Lord because he cares for you. Spend some time in his word and get encouraged. Stir up your faith and begin to pray in his presence daily as you receive the promises that he has given to his children in his word. And as we've seen within the different stories today of the Bible regarding Mary, Martha, Lazarus, and Elijah and the widow at Zarephath, They were all given promises in times of uncertainty and because they heard and received the promises spoken from God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, obediently it came to pass. Let us go before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for always remaining faithful to your words. Lord, even in times that appear to be certain and times that are uncertain, it is your word that always keeps us in you, reminding us of your love, truth, protection, deliverance, and so much more that you give to us, Father. So Lord, I say thank you for your promises that you have spoken over your children, knowing that just because things may look a certain way, you have the final say-so, and you will never leave us nor forsake us so today i declare boldly and courageously that you are our god and king and that there is no room for anything ungodly within your children i ask that you would drive out everything and anything known or unknown that would try and take your place within us father for you are so gracious and kind toward us and may the lives we live daily reflect how grateful we are to be called a child of the most high god it's in the name of jesus christ i pray and say thank you Amen. Well, remember, if you're ever in need of prayer and would like us to pray for you, if you have a praise report and would like to share with us so it can be heard on this podcast, or even if you have a question, please be sure to contact us at insightfuldevotion at gmail.com. And if this podcast has been a blessing to you in any way, please write us a review and rate us and give us five stars and share it with someone, whether it be a loved one or an enemy, because I believe in speaking the word of God into everyone's life and letting them know that God loves them and has great things in store for them and plans that are for good and not for bad. So until next time on Insightful Devotion Podcast, I pray God's best for you and your loved ones and the plans he has laid out before you. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. Amen. So put your head up, know that you serve God, and remember, no matter what these times may bring of uncertainty, we can always be for certain that if God is for us, who can be against us? Hey, and as I always say, be blessed, stay blessed, because you are blessed.